Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. For today's Song of the Soul, we're joined by another talented singer-songwriter represented by the Americana Agency. Sally Barris has a beautiful voice you won't soon forget, has written loads of songs for others, and has released three CDs of her own. Find her on the web at sallybarris.com. Sally joins us today from Nashville, Tennessee. Sally, I'm really pleased to have you here for Song of the Soul. Hello, Mark. It's good to be here. And where you are is actually Nashville. How long have you been in Nashville, Sally? I have been here for 19 years, believe it or not. And was it music, I assume, that took you there? Or was it love, or was it just migration? It was music, totally music, yes. I was in a, I was playing in a bluegrass band up in the Minneapolis area, trying to write songs for the band, and realized that I had discovered a new love, and that was writing, and just... Uh, from the encouragement of many friends, took the big leap to come here to be a songwriter. So are you a Northern girl? Is that where you started from? Absolutely. I'm born in Chaska, Minnesota, and uh, I've been going back and touring there quite a bit in the last couple of years and really loving it. But, you know, it's funny. I've, I've lived here for so long, but I'm still a Minnesotan through and through. <laughs> More power to you. That's good news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How far back do you go with music? I mean, were you one of those child prodigies at the age of two, picked up the guitar and sang Lonesome Train songs? <laughs> Actually, it started when I was about five. My dad was a singer, and he had a really gorgeous voice, and he loved 
he loved Hawaiian music and country music, and he played steel guitar, and he wanted a jam partner, and he, some, something inside of him saw that I liked music at a very young age, and so I'm the youngest of five, and he taught me to play ukulele. So we'd have a little jam buddy when he came home from work with the Crystal Sugar Factory, and by night he was a, a singer. <laughs> What kind of music did you get started out in? Uh, you mentioned bluegrass music you were playing before you headed down to Nashville. You know, my whole household was filled with music constantly, and I had two older sisters who were crazy about the Beatles, and I had two older brothers who were into, you know, all the British rock bands and just everything. And for some reason, I just naturally gravitated towards folk music and the, the acoustic side of things. So... I was really into, like, Gordon Lightfoot and Dan Wolberg and Emmylou Harris and Tony Rice and all of that acoustic, you know, unplugged variety of music right from the get-go. You're with the Americana Agency. I know that they handle some stuff for you. When did you get involved with them? Have you had other labels or folks you've been associated with? Well, actually, I just got involved with them recently because when I moved to Nashville, I signed with a publishing deal, uh, Rensong Publishing, and I've been writing. I was a staff writer for like 15 years. And so, ironically, I came down to Nashville inspired by people like Mary Chapin Carpenter and Nancy Griffith, who were singer-songwriters, and toured and performed, and that's what I initially wanted to do. But I sort of got sidetracked into writing full-time, which was really really kind of a blessing because I blossomed into the songwriter that I am today and kind of found my voice and really started just touring in the last two years seriously and that's when I found the Americana Agency so it, it kind of all worked out. Well then let's start off your song of the soul with a sample of your music. How can you start us out? Well you know I'll start out with one of the first songs I wrote after I moved to Nashville and I had signed with my publisher and the pressure was on to, to turn in songs. And so I started writing what I thought would be songs that would, my publisher would like that was kind of country that would be on the radio. The irony of it all is that I wrote this song standing still. I woke up one morning at about four in the morning and this song just sort of came to me, completely written, all the words, all the music, kind of like a message. And I realized, oh, that's how you write songs. You let somebody else do it. And that was my first real experience with connecting to something bigger than myself, beyond what I could explain. And to me, this is a real, a real spiritual song. It's a song about, it's sort of my, be still and know that I am God song. You know, that resonates, Sally, with me really much because I'm a Quaker and our form of worship is silence where we, we sit still and know that God's there. What was your background? I was raised a Moravian, which is an early church that broke off from the Roman Catholic Church and was started by John Hess, who was a follower of Martin Luther, and he was martyred at the stake and started the Moravian Church. I am now, I've joined a Anglican church in Nashville, which was started from King Henry VIII. <laughs> Isn't that a little bit like defecting to the other side? Uh, <laughs> a little bit. I just think it's funny that a church could be founded on a man who beheaded his wife. I bet you there's good material for a song there. <laughs> I think there is, yeah. 
But in the meantime, let's not lose the song at hand, which is Standing Still. It's from the Reluctant Daughter album by Sally Barris. You're moving and shaking, fixing and breaking, even when I can't see. And you're listening and healing, molding and freeing someone like me. I was running in circles, jumping the hurdles, not trusting your will. But I feel your love all around me now, but I'm standing still. And you're breathing and filling, renewing and building my broken spirit. And you talk to me. Shout at me, speak right out loud to me Even when I don't hear it I was so busy searching And painfully hurting for a dream I could not fill But I see how you'll bring it to me Now that I'm standing still And I hear your voice again Sweet voice is Sally Barris. The song is Standing Still. And as I mentioned, it's from your Reluctant Daughter CD, which I think was the first one you put out. This is the one that you had so much pressure getting ready to, you've got to publish now? Yeah, well, Reluctant Daughter was my first CD, and it's an interesting CD. It's, it's a very pretty CD until it gets towards the end, and then it gets more acoustic. And the story behind that CD is, when I first started playing shows here and there, I came up with the CD and I was so proud of it because it had all my favorite Nashville players. It, you know, it just kind of rocked out a little bit. And when I, when I went and played live at a college somewhere with that CD, somebody walked up to me and said, now what does your CD sound like? And I said, well, it's got, you know, Michael Rhodes on bass. <laughs> it's got all these great musicians. And he said, well, when you make a CD that's just you and the guitar, like what I just heard, that's what I want to hear. And I just went, oh my gosh. 
And it was a big education for me as a touring singer-songwriter to really not to be afraid to be that when I recorded. And so consequently, every CD since then has been more stripped down and more bare bones. And it's a lifelong lesson being a musician. It's a journey. Every CD, with every CD, you maybe just learn more as you go. Yeah, our world can use a lot of lessons about simplicity. The simple thing certainly can get us close to the heart, which, you know, standing still does that. So you migrated down from Minnesota, right near the Twin Cities, down to Nashville. Did you go through culture shock moving there? You know, I really did. I really, really did. It was a very different world. And, you know, there's this really amazing movie called Songcatcher, and it's got Aidan Quinn in it, and it's this wonderful story. It's a period piece about a woman who's a teacher, and I think it's, you know, early 19th century, and she moves, she goes to the South, and she discovers music from the southeast. She goes to like um, the hills of North Carolina around Asheville. And I, whenever I watch that movie, it kind of parallels my life in a way because I love music so much. When I came to Nashville, I really felt like I was coming to the place where music came from because of the influences from like Memphis and then in the east over in, in past Knoxville into, into Asheville, North Carolina. And, and I feel here like music is sort of like the air that people breathe. It's just it's just natural, you know, you just, you get together with friends and you sing and you play music. Not that there isn't great music up north, but it's just more part of a lifestyle down here. It's more natural, it's more accepted. In a way, I felt like I was coming to a musical home. That was a really beautiful transition at that point in my life to have made. Doesn't that mean that the competition is really stiff down there too? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And that's what pushes you as a writer because I, I really didn't know how to write songs when I lived in Minneapolis. I played in a bluegrass band, and I, I tried to write, but I didn't understand. The biggest thing I learned was when I got out of my comfort zone and I got into a whole new world where I was really unfamiliar with everything, the, the terrain, the temperature, the people, the accents, the way life moved down here, a much slower pace. It really made me dig deep inside of myself and find out who I was. And that's where I found my voice. Do you have family around there, or are they all back in Minnesota? They're all back in Minnesota for the most part. My brother, I had a brother in Australia for a while, but he lives back in the States now. But everybody's still back home, which is a big joy for me when I get to go back and tour there now. One of the things that I loved about the music here was gospel songs, old southern gospel songs, the kind that, you know, like you'd sing in church, and I always wanted to write like that. And so one of the great songwriters that I met after I moved here was John Fesner. He also wrote for Rensong Publishing, and he happened to be married to Cassie Matea, and that's how they met, <laughs> because she lived, she used to live upstairs and rent an apartment above Rensong, and he was a writer down below. And I think one day, she had car trouble, and he helped her with her car, and that's how they met, fell in love, and got married. And so... Flash forward to when I got there, I, I met John, and I and I was a big fan of Kevin McClay and a big fan of his songwriting. And so we got together, and I wanted to write an old-time-sounding gospel song. And so I wrote the song, Reluctant Daughter. And oddly enough, this song was recorded by Martin McBride, and it was on a multi-platinum-selling record for her. 
But I've, I've always been very proud of this song, and I really love singing it. And Reluctant Daughter, of course, is title tracked of Reluctant Daughter, your first CD. Sally Barris here today with us for Song of the Soul, Reluctant Daughter. Jesus, tell my father I want to be his child again Tell him what my name is In case he's forgotten Tell him I'm the woman at the well Drawing water and I'm sorry if I've been his reluctant daughter Jesus, tell my angels to keep me Reluctant Daughter, Sally Barris. And Sally, is that song autobiographical at all? It was. I was kind of going through a bit of a spiritual struggle at the time. And, you know, all my songs are pretty personal. Some some writers have the gift of telling stories. And I would like to learn how to do that at some point in my writing career. But I find that everybody writes from a different place. And I tend to write from real deep personal stuff. You know, it's just what I do. Yeah, that song's about me, for sure. A very large theme throughout much of your music, the three CDs that you have out there, is love. Your heart must go pitter-patter a lot. (laughs) Yeah, again, you know, at some point, you know, my next CD is going to be mostly about Minnesota. (laughs) It's going to be about returning home and realizing where you come from, and I'm kind of needing a break from all that romance stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not knocking it. I'm, I'm just... Uh... <laughs> you know, I grew up listening to too much Joni Mitchell, too many confessional songs. And Joni Mitchell's a good one to be listening to. Yeah. Well, let's keep moving along in your Song of the Soul. What's up next? 
You know, this song that's coming up next is called Sweet Companion, and I wrote it with some dear friends of mine, John Randall and Jesse Alexander, who are now husband and wife. And I had this melody, and I walked into my writing appointment that day, and John and Jesse were there. And when I played this melody, John said, Man, that sounds like an early Dillard's melody. Let's write a Dillard's-type song. And he has such great bluegrass sensibility. So we wrote this song, and the meaning over the years has changed for me. And now I, I tour with this trio called the Waymores with Tom Kimmel and Don Henry, two very talented singer-songwriters from Nashville. The song is really about a lifelong journey of music and how I started out in a band playing music, touring, and then became a writer, a full-time writer, and now I'm back on the road again singing, which I never thought would happen. And so I think Sweet Companion to me is just a song about the continuing, ever-evolving journey of a musician. Are you saying it's not also about a person that you're holding hands with? You know, I think it's about... To me, it's about all my comrades that I've played music with over the years. Just everybody that I've shared songs with, written with, played music with, sung to. That, that's what it's about for me. Sweet song, sweet companion. We've gone the distance Through the wind and rain Left some heartbreaks In the dust these wheels keep on turning, burning like our love ain't no stopping for us. A thousand tears with you, a thousand sunsets too. Going hand in hand together, there's nothing we can weather forever on this long wind. Standing 
Sally Barris is here today for Song of the Soul. That was her song, Sweet Companion, Energetic. Do you tour a lot now, Sally, or how much of the year are you at home? Or are you a homebody, too? Do you have a garden? I am a homebody. I'm a touring homebody. <laughs> and I don't have a garden, but I have flowers, and I have a lovely little house that I'm so happy to come home to whenever I'm off the road. I do a fair amount of touring. It's not the crazy amount, but it's enough to where I get out, and I really enjoy connecting with my fans. And, you know, I love writing, and it's my first love, but performing is also a big part of what I love to do. And there's nothing like singing a song that you've written and sharing it with an audience and and having that bond. It's really, really amazing. It's kind of beyond my wildest dreams that I could do this and have people appreciate my music. It's really a gift. And when you tour, Sally, what kind of venues are you more likely to go to? Is it Grand Old Opry, or is it a house concert, or, you know, what kind of, what's the main milieu you travel in? I do a lot of house concerts, and I do with a listening room, folk circuit, and some festivals, hopefully more festivals. Of course, the summer season, doing some nice outdoor things this summer in Nashville and, and around Every once in a while, when I tour in Minnesota, I play with this other wonderful singer-songwriter named Brandon Sampson. He lives in Rochester, and he'll get me into the rowdy bar every now and then. <laughs> Is that a place that works well for you? I mean, you've got such a sweet voice. Uh, the rowdy bar just doesn't seem you. Well, you see, that's Brandon Sampson's fault. <laughs> no, it's not me. I-, I prefer listening rooms, definitely, and... I've had the great fortune of being, that's most of what I play, and that's that's a wonderful thing. You started out in Moravian, and you now evidently attend Episcopal Church. Why the transition? Maybe there's just not that many Moravians down in Nashville, but spiritually, how would you characterize yourself? Spiritually, the Anglican Church, it's very, it's just wonderful, and part of that came from my love of, I'm an Anglophile, I love all things British. And I've toured in England and have wonderful friends over there. I love British history. I'm addicted to Masterpiece Theater. And through reading about British history and reading all my favorite Jane Austen books from Charles Dickens and Elizabeth Gaskell, I I got to learn more about the Anglican Church. I just kind of fell upon it. And and then really, uh, one of my dear friends in Nashville showed up at the Bluebird one day and said, Hey, I'm the worship leader at this new church called Church of the Redeemer, and I'd love for it if you'd come sometime. And I came and I just fell in love because we do some of the readings that have been spoken for thousands of years, and it's just really lovely, and it kind of reminds me of England whenever I go there. And that's a lot cheaper than buying a ticket and flying over there, isn't it? It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> now, the segue to my next song, The Path, is from a picture that I have on my wall in my office that I'm looking at right now. And the story of the path is, I was touring over in England with my dear friend, Alan Cackett, who has a magazine called Mavic Magazine, and he's the one that got me over there in the first place. He heard my CD, Reluctant Daughter, and somehow found me on the Internet and asked me if I'd come over. So I was touring over there, and when, on an off day I was at a museum, I saw this picture and I fell in love with it. It's a picture of countryside... Some people are walking down a path in those trees, and it looks like a scene out of any masterpiece theater movie, period piece. But the picture home, and I was just sitting here with my guitar one day and wrote this song, The Path, and I think it was, I think it was basically me wanting to be in one of those 
Jane Austen movies. <laughs> Wanting to time travel to a simpler life. Let's travel through time with Sally Barris. Time travel to a path. The song is The Path. It's from Restless Soul. I see grass and trees so green and little white flowers in between. I see a house where a river runs by and it's like a mirror of the sky. I see a road, I see a path takes me to a place where I won't come back. Where I won't come back. And I see Sally Barris is with us here today for Song of the Soul. This is Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. Our website is northernspiritradio.org. And on the site, you have our archives of the past six years. You have links to our, our guests and many resources. And you've got a place where you can comment. And all of you people out there in Decorah or out in Washington and Massachusetts who are listening in, we'd love you to come to our website, post a comment, let us know that you heard a program, tell us what you like, and give us more hints. We'd love to bring in programming from all corners of the U.S. who are listening to this program. 
Again, Sally Barris is with us here today. She's from down in Nashville, although she's a Minnesotan originally, which made me fall in love with her. And I say, yeah, sure, you betcha. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We just listened to The Path. I see you and I see me. So, you know, I don't think of Nashville as a hiking kind of city, but whenever I think of paths, I mean, up here in Wisconsin and Minnesota, we have some really beautiful areas to hike. Do you get that kind of thing down there, too? Is that the kind of thing you might want to do? Actually, there is amazing hiking in Nashville. There's two huge parks. We have Percy Warner and Edward Warner State Park, which are amazing to hike in, and we have Radnor Lake, which is just 20 minutes out of Nashville. I go there about three times a week and hike. It's gorgeous. There's a lake. It's beautiful. There's deer. There's owls. There's turtles that sun themselves. It's it's one of Nashville's best-kept secrets. I encourage all visitors to go to Radnor Lake. You know, Sally, you're giving away the best-kept secret. That's going to ruin it, you know. Well, there's a lot of great secrets. There's, we have Teakwood in Nashville. We have a wonderful museum, the Frist, and, of course, all the live music. So there's a lot to take in, different types of things to take in all, all around the countryside. And we have a, a small little Renaissance festival, not like the Minnesota Renaissance Festival, but we do have a small Renaissance festival here. You mentioned you're traveling over in England. I realize that since they're English-speaking, that makes it kind of easy. Have you tried mainland Europe as well? I have, yeah. In fact, before I moved to Nashville, my bluegrass band went over, and we toured in France and Spain and Italy and Switzerland, and that was wonderful, too. And I really hope to go back someday and tour those places, hopefully with this trio, the Waymores that I'm in. Of course, logistics, when you're traveling as a threesome, it's pretty hard to juggle. When you're doing your touring, normally it's a one-some, right? Yes, it is. And, you know, I, I've learned to enjoy it all. I think you really have to be flexible in the music industry, especially these days. And I enjoy touring solo as much as I do touring in the trio. It's just a completely different thing. You know, it's more intimate. I get to tell more of my stories. So I'll never let go of that. I really love that. Well, we were just listening to The Path, and that's from your CD, Restless Soul, which I think is your most recent one. Yes. That CD is my latest one, and it's, it's probably my personal favorite. It's the one that I can listen to and not cringe, because <laughs> um, we artists, we listen to our CDs very critically. But Restless Soul, I did differently than the other two in that most of it's recorded live. It was really a labor of love, that CD, and I, and I love the title cut. Because it sort of was a coming to terms with who I am as a person. That I'm quirky and I'm different. And I think that song is just kind of me accepting myself and this life that I've chosen. The impression that I've gotten of you, and of course I just spoke to you today for the first time, was a very warm-hearted, present person. And I assume that's what people experience when they both hear you and when they live next to you. What's your quirkiness to keep you in the way of forming ties or roots or a vegetable garden? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's not so much the ties, because I, I do have strong ties with friends and family. It's more about my inner struggle and uh, the insomnia that I go through and the constant questioning what I'm doing and why am I doing this and why can't I just go get a job and be normal? <laughs> and, and it's more about just grasping that 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm a touring artist, it, it sometimes it's kind of unsettling. It's like sometimes I really long for just solid roots and not to have to worry about where the next you know gig is going to come from and how am I going to survive next year. It, it's all those things that work to play into the into the song Restless Soul. But there's a lot of faith and there's a lot of acceptance because we all have our path in this world, and I'm I've chosen this one and. It's a very spiritual path for me because, you know, I feel like I'm following this inner calling and, and every day is a leap of faith. I walk this earth, the rest of soul There ain't no place that I come I tumbleweed, a rolling stone I walk this earth, the rest of soul Restless Soul, title track of Restless Soul by Sally Barris. Beautiful song. I definitely feel some of the uh, conflicted longings. How many times have you been tempted, Sally, to just up and say, you know, I'm going to plunk down. I mean, I suppose when you were doing your writing stuff, you were located in one place. You didn't have to do all the touring. Yeah, I had the great luxury of writing for a publishing company, and I really do feel settled in Nashville. I really have a strong community of friends and, and family here that, you know, I consider my church, my family. It, it's a great place to live and, and to thrive as a writer and to be 
And it's, whenever I come home from the road, I'm just so happy to come back here. And of course, I'm always thrilled to go home to Minnesota, too, which is, will always be a huge anchor in my life. And who knows? Who knows what the future holds? But I do feel very grounded also. It's really good for you to have that in your life, and I think it allows us to live better lives on this earth when we're grounded. And there's certainly temptations, both, I'm sure, touring, but just a regular consumer life in the United States, to be very ungrounded. But somehow you're avoiding that, I guess, maybe. Well, I've learned over the years how to keep my life really simple. And for me, that's hiking, being with my friends, going to my church, spending time with my family. Those are the important things to me, and they ground me. And, and they're what keep me strong and centered. And when I'm on the road and I'm kind of flailing a little bit, I've got my people that I can call and go, help me get back to, <laughs> help me remember why I'm doing this. Maybe a little easy to forget. Well, give us another song. We've got a little bit of time left here, over one or two more songs. What can we do next for your Song of the Soul? Well, I'd like to talk about a song called Butterfly that's actually a story song, which was a relief uh, to write about somebody else. This is based on a true story. I have a friend who is an equine therapist, and she takes children who have terminal illnesses and have them. she has them come out to her farm and ride their horses. She's a wonderful human being, and she just wants to help these children by giving them something that they have power over. And, and horses are such wonderful animals, and they have such an amazing healing capacity. And so she told me this true story of, of a girl that she knew, and I was so moved by that. I wrote this song called Butterfly about transition. It's Butterfly, Sally Barris. She wore a jacket with three butterflies, yellow, purple, blue. Blue jean overalls and Barbie tennis shoes. I never saw her with hair. Sometimes life is so unfair She came to ride the ponies On one summer day First time in the saddle She was a little bit afraid But that didn't last long Bosco was a gentle horse And he helped her to be strong There she goes Watch her fly She goes into the sky Spread your wings, little butterfly Pink rosy cheeks like a little cupid doll Such a big heart in a body so small Somehow she seemed to know was short on this road She used to smile in a precious way And say I'm riding Bosco in heaven someday Then I'd watch her take the reins Turn and face the wind And that brave soul would ride away There she goes Watch her fly Feeling free with the wind at her side There she goes into the sky Spread your wings, little bud 
I guess God decided it was time to take her back to heaven. I remember when I got the call. I just stood there and I watched the rain fall. Next morning the sky was a brilliant blue. It seemed like riding Bosco was the healing thing to do. Something fluttered at my side. It was a big bright yellow butterfly. There she goes. Watch her fly, feeling free with the wind at her side. There she goes into the sky. Spread your wings, little butterfly. Watch her fly, feeling free with the wind at her side. There she goes into the sky. Sweet, sad song, Butterfly. Sally Barris here today for Song of the Soul. And Sally, is that someone you actually knew, the, the bald-headed child? I guess it must have been cancer of some sort, leukemia? She was cancer, yeah. I never met her, but I, I'll never forget her story. It was just a joy to write that. And that, to me, is what music is all about. I mean, I play, when I tour, I've, I've played different situations. Sometimes I play at nursing homes, and I've even added prison to my list of venues. Playing in a prison was one of the most meaningful experiences of my life, and I want to do a lot more of that. And it really reminds me of the real, honest reason of, of why we write songs. It's, you know, to, to help people and to connect and to reach out and to heal and do all the things that music does that we don't even know what's happening when we're singing these songs. I'm intrigued by the idea of you playing in a prison. But you said it was one of the most meaningful. How was it? What was your experience? Well, I just did it recently. I was in Minnesota, and I played for the Correctional Center in Rochester, the Women's Correctional, and it was fantastic. I mean, they were so appreciative, first of all, and I'd come in and spent time with them, and I really realized the need and, and what music does and how it, it's just bigger than us. It crosses borders and boundaries, and it gets into people's hearts, and I want to do as much of that as I possibly can. It's just, it's profound. To me, it's kind of surrendering to something that's bigger than yourself that you really can't explain. Well, I do wish you more of that. But we're down to the end of our hour, and I think one more song would fit in if you'd like to share one with us. What have you got for us? Uh, I'd love to share one more. This this song is pretty much... I open every show with this song. It's called Little Voice. And it's really my story. It's sort of my mantra... I'm going to shout till I get heard. <laughs> and I, I think I felt, um, I think my own struggle in, in life has been to find my way and to find who I am and, and what it is I do and what it is that I have to give. And so this song is kind of the answer to that. I'm just thankful to have this voice and to be able to do what I do. And yeah. <laughs> 
and to take Moses's place uh, up on the mountain to get up there and shout. You have a, what I think is a relatively quiet voice. Can you really belt it out? Could you do a, a southern jazz, you know, belt out that kind of thing? Can you amp it up? I can, you know, and I have. <laughs> and, and people, people, when they hear me live, especially with a microphone, I can, I can do a lot with my voice with a microphone. They say, "Wow, it's amazing how big your voice can be." And I've just learned how to use it over the years and what works best with it. But my inspiration for singing are people like Sarah McLaughlin or Kate Westby or Alison Krauss, where there's power in the subtlety of it. You know, everybody, everybody's got a different type of singing, and I've just I've learned to accept the voice that I have and to work with it, and that's it. I'm very pleased to have your little voice here with us. We'll go out for today's Song of the Soul with one last song by Sally Barris. It is called Little Voice. Her website is sallybarris.com, and you can find her CD, Little Voice, Reluctant Daughter, and Restless Soul there. Thanks so much for joining us for Song of the Soul, Sally. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you, Mark, for having me. One, two, three... She dreamed of this stage all her life Then one day in acting class She lost her nerve when somebody laughed How many dreams do you think there are Hiding away in somebody's heart How many stars are waiting to shine That just won't be Good labels in their 
their songs and turn them down. John said, Paul, we can't give in. We just need a little help from my friends. And we won't get nowhere, man, unless we The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy That in the light it will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul